A common question asked in the comments of most of my videos and podcasts these days is, what can we do in these times of societal meltdown? Another is, why aren't the bishops doing something? As Catholics, we understand that the church is hierarchical in nature, and we rely on the bishops to lead, or at least we're supposed to rely on the bishops to lead. But these days, they don't really seem to want to do it, unless it's for some en vogue cause that clearly runs counter to the faith, that is, and some of them will trip over themselves and each other to signal to the world that they're on the side of whatever is popular these days, that they as bishops have the right opinions and that the church is thereby hip and cool and with it. Then they're willing to make hard public statements, especially, typically, aimed at people like us. They might release a video calling for civility and online discourse, which is laughable coming from them, but it's safe to do, and that's the circumstance most of them will lead in when it's safe. I count Cardinal Mueller, though, among the better bishops, although I'm a little disappointed in him right now. In my live stream Sunday, I define what I mean by better bishops, and in general, I think of them as those trying to defend the faith. They exist on a spectrum from, on one end, the full-throated supporters of the concept of the hermeneutic of continuity, and on the other end, you get men like Vigano, in the position of the SSPX and others who are extremely hostile to the Second Vatican Council and its fruits. Cardinal Mueller is one of those better bishops, and he strikes me as being on the hermeneutic of continuity side of things, which I personally am not, but he typically shows leadership and a desire to defend the truth, so I count him among the better bishops. Recently, Mueller was interviewed by a German author who asked him the same thing that we've all been asking our bishops, including that now infamous exchange between an otherwise anonymous layperson and Bishop Robert Barron on Twitter on why the bishops aren't leading in our present societal upheaval. Mueller weighs in in a roundabout way, and in short, he actually sounds more like Bishop Barron here than we would have expected. I'll quote him extensively throughout this because I want him to speak for himself as much as possible. But a quick note before I do this. I uploaded a papal encyclical on Catholic action from Pope St. Pius X this past Saturday, which details the properly Catholic method of organizing for community action and such. Is it exciting? No. It's also not terribly long. But it does tell you how to do something in these days when it looks like no one is doing anything at all. A link to that is in the pinned comment on YouTube. On Spotify or Anchor, you'll just need to scroll back through my episodes a few days. Now, on to Cardinal Mueller. The author, one Lothar Rillinger, frames this question in the context of the separation of church and state, something the church consistently rejected through history, until the council when the truth about that apparently changed. The German constitution isn't a pure separation of the two, but offers means of the two working together which isn't a bad thing at all, but the question asked in light of that is, quote, to what extent should the Roman Catholic Church influence the political process in view of the loose intertwining of state and church? Cardinal Mueller answers with the following, this should sound familiar, quote, I believe that the church, understood as a community of the faithful, and not only that of the bishops, should exert great influence, but mainly through the laity who are involved in politics, in society, in science. The bishops and priests cannot participate in party politics, end quote. Basically, that strikes me as the same answer provided by Bishop Barron on Twitter, though less flippant than his was. But I'll let Mueller give more reasoning because there's a lot to unpack here. He begins by touching a topic that I found out that I can't touch at all here 
And I found that out for yesterday's video, actually, so I have to omit some of the examples he gives, but his reasoning is clear. He speaks on the church providing essentially ethical witness in the political process and pointing out the consequences. Quote, The church is called to stress the ethical basis of politics, but not to formulate politics as such. He then goes on to use a controversial policy in Europe as an example that, again, I can't use here, but it's thrust is that the church hierarchy must speak the truth about what the state is doing, but not offer policies itself. The conversation turns to the uh, Middle Kingdom and communism. He asked about He's asked about Marxism as a solution to societal problems and if the church can endorse it. His response is straightforward and important for us to understand. Quote, for Cardinal Mueller, it is clear that Marxism in its historical manifestations has brought only misfortune. And this exclusively because it is based on a false anthropology, represents a false view of history, and is deeply connected through its materialistic view with the capitalists against whom it fights. The Cardinal continues, We have therefore in the Middle Kingdom the most abstruse combination of extreme capitalism and extreme communism. They dictatorially rule by communism, or the complete self-refutation of Marxism. One takes practice as a criterion for theory, but the practice shows that the theory is wrong. From some Marxist analyses of society, one certainly might be able to learn something. There are class antagonisms, that is true, but history is not the dialectical result of class struggle, since history as a whole is not accepted by us as a struggle of one against the other. That would be a wrong attitude. The battle rhetoric should actually be overcome. We do not have the class struggle as the driving force and goal of history, but the communio sanctorum, the communion of saints, the goal of history is, in God's providence, to overcome our sinfulness and find our perfection in love, end quote. We can see in the modern world that this framing has been changed, that the agents of chaos are clearly communistic in their economic policy. But they don't only frame these antagonistic relationships in economic and class terms, although they do that as well, but in the terms we see all over our televisions now. We're told constantly what they are, and we can't talk about it without repercussions, but you know what the framing is by now, and everyone must submit or face the consequences. But it's still a class framing, even if it's not class in the classical sense of that. But in the new framing, that perfectly exploits the weakness of America, and by extension the Western world, even if outside of America the absurdity of the argument becomes pretty blatant. Communism is at the core of what the agents of chaos are trying to do. That's what they're advocating when they advocate anything between engaging in acts that really remind me of the spirits that possessed the pigs in sacred scripture. That's what it's really like to watch this happen. And I think we definitely are underemphasizing the demonic nature of what's going on in the culture. It should hit home for Catholics, though, given how the eyes of the agents of chaos have turned towards the faithful. Mueller goes on to talk about the effects of the Amazon Synod, including the development of liberation theology and the development of a uniquely Amazonian theology that the church in the future will have to come out against, as it is at the very least a distortion of the faith, if not something worse. It's an interesting read, and if you want to read it, you can do so on the Sources blog at returntotradition.org, where I have it linked for your easy access. The interview hits a lot of topics, but the central thrust is my main thesis, actually, that the faith and its social teaching, meaning Catholic social teaching, properly understood, not distorted for some personal partisan ends, can restore order to society. It can be used when done so authentically, 
to overcome these artificial divisions in society, recognize natural divisions that are worth preserving and cherishing, and create a harmonious order where families and persons thrive. But this requires rejecting the agents of chaos and the magic beans they offer of communism. Now I'm mixing metaphors when I say that, but it's true. It's a sort of snake oil that they offer, one that will only lead to more misery, and our leaders aren't taking it seriously enough yet. Some of them are still tripping over themselves to endorse everything going on. All the while, Catholics have come under the baleful eye of the agents of chaos. Which is why the response from Barron and now Mueller is frustrating. I'm going to introduce you to a figure from American history that might be of help. I thought about doing a Forgotten Saints episode about him, but he's not technically a saint, so... There's that. <laughs> the figure is Archbishop John Hughes of New York. He was a humble Irish immigrant who entered the priesthood, caught the eye of his superiors, and quickly found himself becoming the Archbishop of New York City. Quite the accomplishment. He did it in a pretty short amount of time. He also had that, shall we say, Irish spirit. In those days, the know-nothings were the agents of chaos of their day. And they were a political party, and they were complete with the kinds of activities we see today. They went after the faithful in cities around America. Archbishop Hughes visited the mayor of New York, who was himself a know-nothing, and basically told him what would happen if that happened to the faithful in New York, that the faithful would pay back in kind to the city what the city let happen to them. The effect was that in New York, nothing happened. Archbishop Hughes took a great personal risk and exercised real leadership, and that's all we're asking the bishops to do today which frankly would require them to abandon the conciliar thinking that says that the bishops don't lead the faithful in these affairs anymore, which they don't adhere to anyway, as I've already said. Plus, you have the matter of the various Catholic nonprofits being led by the bishops and taking government money to do things that, frankly, go against the faith. And that might be the real reason the bishops won't act. If those funds were cut off from the church in America, the church in America would be in a lot of trouble, and they know it. Now let me know what you think about Cardinal Mueller's words here. And just a reminder, Pope St. Pius X's encyclical gives information about what Catholics can do, so check it out. I put that one up this past Saturday for a good reason. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.